Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Well, welcome everyone to Open Doors, episode 13. We are excited about our special Advent series. We did them last year and we're doing it again, just a little differently. Well, welcome. Welcome, Matt and Jen. Hey, Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline. I don't think I've ever done a podcast with the two of you. Wow. Really? Nice. I always forget. Yeah. <laughs> How's Advent going for you? I feel like this is the first year that, you know, like sometimes Advent just sneaks up on you and you're like... Ah, it's Advent, but this year I've been ready and excited, so That's it's awesome. going to be great Advent. I'm excited to have my two kids home from college mm. and excited for those Christmas cookies. <laughs> we were just talking about, Micah wanted Christmas cookies at like Thanksgiving. He was ready. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's the season. What's your favorite cookie, Matt? Ooh, um, I love just a chocolate chip cookie. It's my favorite. It's, mm-hmm. it's an addiction for me. It's a problem. Yeah, a problem. with milk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I do like the peanut butter cookies, too. They're, they're good, too. With the peanut Yeah, inside. peanut butter cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think your mom makes those. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to take a little deep dive into Isaiah 11. So Jen and I are going to read this to you. If you just want to take a, a moment, whether you're driving or listening from your home, and just really open your hearts to the word of the Lord. So Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 to 10 A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, and his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed With the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. Wow. (laughs) So, so much in that passage. And I'm just really excited that Matt is going to lead us through a little reflection. He's a great teacher, as you all know, but I'm, I'm excited to hear what he has to say about this. We are thinking this week of Advent, the theme is faith. So the second candle of the Advent wreath represents faith. And there's a lot of faith required in this passage, you know, to believe some of the things that is written about. A little quick intro, this is a really tumultuous time in the Old Testament for the people of God, terror and oppression. The Assyrians, if you're familiar, I had a teacher once talk about how the Assyrians were like the Borg. You're just assimilated or you're dead. So Matt, tell us a little bit about what was going on at this time in history. So starting with that first verse, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. The main thing I get out of this 
passage is that Jesus is a really unexpected surprise. When you look at a stump, you don't usually see new trees growing out of a stump. A stump is usually dead, Mm -hmm. and you're just waiting for it to decay. It's pretty ugly. And so this represents David and his kingdom, and his family line appears to be done for. The last of the Davidic kings have been carted off to Babylon, and then they return, and there's a few of them that try to set up the kingdom, but they fail, and they're under oppression. And so the first thing you'll see is, you know, Jesus is not what people expect. (laughs) He's a surprise. I think of the passage of wedding in Cana and how that wine that is saved for the last Mm -hmm is kind of like Jesus. It's it's a description of Jesus. Imagine you've you've been partying, you've had this celebration, you've had wine that's good, and you're feeling good, and then they bring out this wine that's amazing, like intoxicating and fresh and flavorful, and you're just like, where did this come from? And that's what this shoot coming out of Jesse is. Mm. I heard a professor once talking about the genealogy in Matthew, you know, they're going through the kind of the heroes of the faith of the Old Testament and the line of David. And you're like, yeah, I know him. I know him. I know him. I know him. And then you get to Babylon and people are like, yeah, that's where it gets bad. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. exile. And, and then the line of David gets lost. And then all of a sudden Matthew picks up with more names and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> There's more descendants of David. There possibility that the Messiah is coming. And then it leads you to this crescendo, you know, the father of David. And what an unexpected surprise that would have been for a Jewish reader. And so something that was lost is being restored. Even something that people were hoping for comes to us in a marvelous way. J.R.R. Tolkien in The Fellowship of the Ring writes this amazing poem, and he's referring to the restoration of the, the King of Gondor and the restoration of men. And he says, all that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. And so Jesus arrives in the fullness of time, and he's unexpected, and he's better. He's mm. better than anything we could imagine. And that's the faith that this this passage is, is indicating. Something you've never seen before. You've probably never seen a stump that grows a shoot mm-hmm. and then becomes a tree. And that's what God is going to do in Jesus. So even with 2,000 years to look back on it, we need to understand and remember that Jesus is a surprise. He's a surprise for us in the present. He's astonishing, and he's way better than we could imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't help but think of listeners out there who might feel this way. So much of Advent is really just taking a uh, time to respond personally, to respond to the call. And I love what you said, Matt, about Jesus arrives in the fullness of time. So wherever we are right now in this moment, and he is unexpected. I know there's hearts out there who who might not even really know that about Jesus and haven't experienced him, you said he's better than we can imagine. He's better, Mm -hmm. like the best wine. I'm just receiving that for myself right now and hoping that listeners out there are too. Be surprised. He's unexpected, but he's better than you can imagine. Mm. He is. He's better than you think. (laughs) 
I can't stop looking at your paper and the line in that poem from Tolkien where it says, the crownless again shall be king. And I'm just thinking about, as both of you have shared, Jesus being better than we expected. Even in our deepest, darkest shame, Jesus comes, you know, and he redeems and he crowns us. And I'm reminded of a friend whose first marriage fell apart and she was in such a dark and deep place and had to go through many years of healing and then met a wonderful godly man who proposed to her. And circumstances kind of brought them through COVID, brought them to the place of they were going to get married in City Hall. And like five days before the ceremony, things unfolded and they were able to get married in a special location. And she texted me and was like, God really does redeem all things, you know, and, and it was, it was just such a beautiful picture of what God had done in her life and what she thought was the worst and God had brought redemption to. So Mm -hmm. just thinking about Jesus being so much better than Mm -hmm. we expected. That's, yeah. The next couple of verses really describe what is unexpected and and astonishing about Jesus. And if you read these verses, you know, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the wisdom, the understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and fear of the Lord. He will delight in the fear of the Lord. That's really a good summary of what the gospels share about Jesus. He had such astounding wisdom in the temple. He had answers that confounded even the wisest teachers he spoke with power, and he, he demonstrated what he taught with authority. He resisted the evil one in the desert by his delight and the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And again, I just want to share with our audience that the wisdom of Jesus, the words that he wants to speak to you are astoundingly good. Mm-hmm. They're like nothing you've ever ever seen or heard before. And you'll recognize on him the spirit of the Lord, the creator, the one who who knows you. You know, again, it's that it's that wine, that best wine saved for last. It's funny, that scripture actually reminds me of you, Matt, because you have great wisdom and counsel and knowledge and fear of the Lord. Thank and you, I, honey. You're welcome. I know. And then suddenly compliment from Jen. I know. <laughs> but what I was thinking with that was just that that's because Jesus is in you. And his spirit is in you. And so what's on him is in you. And for those of you who don't know Matt, he loves things to be good and perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Amen. (laughs) You should see his desk. It's like one pen, one sheet of paper. It's so clean. (laughs) And mine's like papers everywhere. But I was just thinking like, That same spirit that's on Jesus is on you and has put in you something very good. And so when you bring a teaching or you bring a word to someone, it's very good. And just thinking how much like Jesus you are in that way. Thanks, honey. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna sh- I was gonna share this before Jen said that, but in verse three, which we didn't read out loud, Isaiah says he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. And I was thinking about how God 
doesn't judge us in our mess. And so mm. I don't think Matt will judge you if your desk's a mess either. <laughs> no, he just likes his yeah, not be messy. His, um, <laughs> but um, just how beautiful that God doesn't judge us. He meets us where we are. Mm. God meets us. Amen. Yeah. He sees what's true. He sees past our sins. He sees past our even our, the ways we try to protect ourselves. And he speaks the truth in a way that sets us free. And he protects us and, and is, is meek and humble when he approaches us, which is not what you expect from a king. <laughs> He's also pursuing, like I'm thinking about, you know, Jacqueline, you're saying like how he meets us where we are. I'm thinking about the shepherd going after the one sheep. And it's like God's going to go after the one that's lost. And I think the image that I have in my head, if I could articulate it, is that person is walking away or that sheep is walking away. So their back is to the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's king mm-hmm. and their back is to him. Their posture should be one of facing him maybe on their knees, but their posture is that they're they're walking away, they're, you know, and he's seeing their behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yet he pursues them and he pursues us even when we have the wrong posture towards him. Mm-hmm. So the last part of this scripture, again, you're seeing things that you don't have a reference for in real life. A wolf lying down with a lamb, a leopard lying down with a goat, a baby playing in a cobra's den. It like really stretches the imagination. And I think it's a really good reminder that Jesus, the Messiah's kingdom, goes so far beyond our wildest hopes, and that it includes dimensions that we might not have considered It's an invitation to dream about God's reign in your life, in your family, in your culture. There are ecological dimensions of his kingdom. There are ethnic dimensions, biological dimensions. The Messiah will bring to an end all of those things that we see as intractable, things like racism, war, poverty, even things that seem quote unquote natural, Hmm. you know, predators and prey. So sometimes in our our political discussions, we tend to narrow our vision for what the kingdom of God, you know, it might be just, oh, we want to see, you know, healthcare or we want to see everybody fed and that's good. Or we might want to see people's freedoms protected, but Messiah's kingdom is so much more that he's going to bring wisdom and order to all of creation. We're going to see an end to things that we thought were never going to be possible. And really, the invitation to faith is to groan along with all creation, to groan for Messiah's kingdom, to groan for Jesus, for his glory to be revealed. And then we're going to see the end of injustice, of all the effects of sin throughout generations, and the earth being filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. So he's unexpected, and he's better than we think, and his kingdom is an everlasting one that's only going to permeate everything that we see. And that's what we pray for. Yeah, as I was reading that last verse in the scripture, in that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. And the first thing that jumps out at me that kind of relates to what you just shared was for the peoples, you know, it's pluralized there. And just what does that mean? You know, that it's it's covering way more than we might think it is, <laughs> you know? And I also 
love the imagery of a banner. I'm reminded of that song from the 90s, like his banner over me is love. Mm -hmm. And so after I read that, I was just like imagining his banner over all the peoples, and that banner is love. And the nations will rally to him. You know, we're in a time where it feels like no one is rallying together over any topic. Mm -hmm. And so just that imagery of coming together, it really does sound glorious. Mm. And it's a resting place. Mm -hmm. So we're going to find rest there as well. I just was thinking about so much of what you said, Matt, was just like, wow, just thank you. I, I knew you would be really deep and profound. But I was just thinking about the impossibilities, the things that seem impossible, like a child lying down with a viper, just the things in my life that I've seen the Lord done that I just really thought were impossible. And I'm reminded today to look at the things that are operating right now that I might still like think, oh, that guy could never do that, or that reconciliation in our extended family is just too big mm-hmm. for, you know, and what are those things right now in our hearts that we can say with faith, Yeah, you're so good. Mm-hmm. You can do this, God. It's kind of fitting that we celebrate Christmas at the darkest time of the year. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of this contradiction of it's the coldest time for us. It's dark. There's not a lot of vegetation, you know, and yet we celebrate with light and color the birth of the one. And and we sing that that song, O Holy Night, mm. you know, chain shall he break for the slave he is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. In his name all oppression shall cease. It's like we're declaring to the darkness that the reign of darkness is coming to an end, and we're expecting the expansion of his kingdom into every area. And we can speak those into those areas of impossibility in our life. In his name, the oppression shall cease. Jacqueline, not to put you on the spot, but you have a son named Jesse. What does the name Jesse mean again? God will provide God's provision, Mm. abundance. Yes, he named him that in in a faith (laughs) at a time when we we didn't have a lot at all. And Mm. we just knew God was going to provide. It's kind of fitting. They don't use David's name for that's that. What, he uses Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I yeah. asked. I was thinking about that. Like, why do they use Jesse? Yeah. yeah. God's abundance, the root of God's abundance, yeah. the stump of God's provision comes this branch. Yeah. It's been so great to have this conversation and have you all join us. We're just going to close with Matt leading us in some prayer. Lord Jesus, we know that you are good, but Lord, we want to confess that we don't really know how good you are, that you are astonishingly and surprisingly good. And Lord, in this Advent season, we want to raise our level of faith. We want to raise our level of expectation that you are better than we think, you're capable of more, and that your kingdom includes more than we could ever ask or imagine. We ask you to illuminate our hearts with love for you, that we would embrace you as the king, the king who has come into our darkness, the the root who is coming up from the stump, and the one who's bringing peace, everlasting peace. Jesus, we glorify and honor you. We welcome you during this season. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Matt and Jen. Thank you, listeners. If you've been blessed by this podcast 
consider sharing it with a friend. This season of Advent is a good opportunity to share the love of the Lord with someone who might really need it. And also, if you've been blessed by this podcast, consider supporting us by donating. We will put a link in the show notes. You can donate at heartofthefather.com. And we're in our annual appeal as well. So we're just asking for a great blessing and provision this season for Heart of the Father so we can keep bringing the message of freedom to the world. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20